Welcome to the True Blue Riffcast. I am your host, Jeremy, and I'm joined by Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah what? Turn yes. it off. Turn it off. Turn, turn, I'm watching a movie. I know. Turn it off. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Rift Tracks did it. It's relevant. Yes, but we can't record that in the background, Dave. Really? Why not? Are you saying people don't like Star Wars The Force Awakens? Well. <laughs> oh, see, oh, that, that, see, oh, okay. They just okay. got they just got blown up. And we're just going to pretend that uh, Ray and Finn and BB-8 all died in that explosion. Okay, that will make some people very happy. Yes, I know, right? And there you have it, the Dave turn off the movie bit. All right, well, as you may know, if you listened to last week's episode, we are in the middle of our first half of Rift Tracks 2019 kind of look back deal thing. Our half year in review. So this yes, be- half year in review. That sounds much more better. This will be uh, the second half, so it's going to be our uh, second quarter uh year in review yes yeah and it sounds uh, like it it sounds like a spreadsheet at work yes the second quarter review uh we last left off with uh zombie aka i eat your skin which is amazing everyone should go buy it right now yes and that was the uh last uh was it april something that was released april 24th yes april 24th so we're just gonna jump right back into things may 3rd brought us yet another Rift Tracks Presents release. This one from Bridget Nelson and Mary Jo Peel, High School Hero. Woo! Uh, High School Hero is a part of the Teenagers series of movies released in uh, 1946, this one was. But it includes other films such as Junior Prom, which you may know from another Rift Tracks Presents release. Or Freddy Steps Out, which you may Steps also out. know from another Riff Tracks Presents release. So it looks like we're kind of going through this whole series. They've done three so far. If they're going to finish it out, we've got five more. There are more than – wait, there are more movies? In, I thought there was only three. No, there were eight. What? And these in and of themselves were a follow-up to a different series of films – called the east side kids <laughs> who was seeing these movies uh lots of people in the 40s yeah well they're all dead yeah the other one uh the other the other series had 22 films in it uh, tw- were they silent films or did you- well they started in 1940 and they did 22 films between 1940 and 1945 wait a minute wait a minute they how, how many 22 in five years yep 22 movies not just not like a tv show no these were the east side films were films just like the teenagers and the teenager series has eight films and those were released over a span of two years must have been produced like it was a tv series i mean that's the only explanation it must have been like uh we're gonna sit down i'm gonna have to research this now because now i'm interested because I thought it was just three, but tell me there's 22 in five years. I'm going to have to do some digging on this. Uh, the movies are, are, well, I don't know if they're terrible, but <laughs> actually, actually, Freddy Steps Out is kind of entertaining um, in the way that just 
all the stuff with the baby that's going on in there and just all the convolutedness. Um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in this in this series now. Uh, just to, just to find out just what the deal is with that. So yeah, uh, watch out for that in the next. Watch out for that in the next podcast because I'm definitely checking that out. Oh God. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we're gonna have time for all of that, Dave. I mean, that's that's a lot of history there. That's that's well, 30, 30 films total. I'll condense it. It's not gonna be like okay. It's not gonna be a didactic. Like, okay, so it started out with Iron Man one. Oh, it, you know, uh, like, you know, it's not gonna be like that. Well, actually, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a good uh, a good another entry into this series, and I really hope. Honestly, that we get the rest of them. I would I, love I, to see them do all eight films. I do too. It's a it's, it's a really 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 good fit for um, Bridget and Mary Jo. They really seem like they're having a lot of fun doing it, and when they have fun, we have fun. So I definitely I'm I'm in agreement with you there. Our next film came out on May 9th. Oh and, this, <laughs> and this is a little title known as Blood Theater, also known as Movie House Massacre. Uh, but it was the first feature film from one Rick Sloan. Rick Sloan. Rick Sloan. Now, if you are not familiar with Rick Sloan, first of all, shame on you. He's an amazing <laughs> human being. Yes. Uh, you may recognize at least another movie that he did called Hobgoblins. We made Hobgoblins. Yes. What would you do with all those Hobgoblins? Now, uh, you know, I suppose uh, we could address the... Uh, like the elephant in the room, I like to say, and that this was a um, film featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Hobgoblins, not... Hobgo- Hobgoblins, Hobgoblins. Well, yes. I think that the for Blood Theater, like, the reason why it's such a big deal for Riff Tracks to have it is because it's by Rick Sloan, who directed Hobgoblins. Now, yes. Rick Sloan is actually, despite hobgoblins and and blood theater he's actually a very competent filmmaker he just made these movies when he was a very very young man but um i don't know i find hobgoblins pretty entertaining honestly i actually enjoy i mean i enjoy it from the from the sense of you know uh mst3k and all that but also even if you don't have mst3k attached to it yeah it has all the crude humor it has all the uh, puppets that aren't done very well it has its flaws i'm gonna just put that out there as a given yes it's a very 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 flawed film but it also is you know i go on and on and on about movies with personality and like ability and charm is another one that i use a lot like movie selection charm is like my number one requirement for um for like a bad movie that i would that i that i just love and and grow to love um and i don't care what anybody says hobgoblins has that in spades yes so but um and if you know rick sloan and rick sloan is i have gotten the opportunity to get to know rick sloan a little bit through uh the uh my storybook project he consulted a little bit not everybody knows this on the hobgoblins chapter in fact i have to give him credit he actually gave me the idea for the actual um 
story that's in that and i was kind of and he told me some ideas that he had and i actually felt that it was really cool that i kind of got to make something that was kind of kind of sort of his vision but also kind of sort of mine i took his idea and i made it my own i'm not going to say what it is but um he's uh he's he's just an outstanding amazing nice i can't say enough nice things about about rick sloan but blood theater is pretty bad uh, <laughs> and yeah all that being said yeah I, I like i just put him over but blood theater i mean it's his first movie it's his first movie he's learning a lot at the same time you're gonna make a lot of you're gonna make a lot of mistakes you're gonna make a lot of missteps yeah. but you know but blood theater does have a lot of charm to it as well um i'm not gonna take that away from the movie and it's like a perfect riff tracks movie too oh, and yeah. like and Mike, Kevin, and Bill are on point as as always. And if, even if you go back and if you go back at the uh, talking drip tracks entry, if you're a drip uh, subscriber like like we are, that's one of the funniest uh, talking drip tracks episodes that they've done. So you know, I say this is an A. That's what I would say. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Jeremy. I just kind of took over there. I'm sure Jeremy has some thoughts about it. But, you know, uh, this is – oh, also, um, since uh, – I don't know what they are, but since Rick talked about this on Facebook, I don't think I'm going to do any spoilers or be out of line when I said – he said that he has two more uh, movies uh, from Rift Tracks being released this year. Yes, and I really hope that one of them is The Visitants. Yes. Oh, I, you know, I think that, like, I don't want to speculate, but I hope that one of them is The Visitants as well. And I also kind of hope that maybe Hobgoblin 3 riff. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to say, no, sacrilege. But <laughs> guess what? I Guess what? I don't care. I kind of want that. So Yeah. Either. OK, th- these are these are my guesses. We're either going to get Visitants and Hobgoblin's re-riff or Hobgoblin's re-riff and maybe Hobgoblin's 2. Ooh. Which would be interesting. Because be they used all of the same puppets and from they, the original, and, and 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 it was completely recast. Yes, with people that kind of resembled people from the first movie. Which only, only kind of. Only kind of. Yes. <laughs> so it's, that that would be pretty of. great. That would be pretty great. But you know, um, yeah, it's uh, like I just think that that's that that's really cool. If it's. Um, and if it's visitants and um, if it's visitants and hobgoblins too, I'll take that as well. Yeah, I, I yeah, would so take. I mean, like, this has given us something to look forward to. Yes, and and quite honestly, it doesn't matter what what the two are. No, really. I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. But uh, something that that didn't make us very happy is our next movie, uh, oh, May seventeenth, <laughs> Giant from the Unknown. Ta ta. Oh man, Giant from the Unknown. What a what, okay, look, here's the thing. To be fair, we talked about this in the um, unreleased episode zero. This was yes. the one that we talked about before or during our little test episode. Yeah. And when was this? This was May 9th. No, no, it's May 17th. Today we're recording this on June 17th, so it was two months ago. I already brain dumped a lot of this movie. <laughs> There's a good reason for that, too. What I remember is that I didn't like it. Yeah, it was very... Um, it's Slow. really hard to get through. I mean, it's and then, but the thing is, like, it's like it makes no sense at the very beginning. There's, like, I think there's like a rise. Some kind of crime takes place, and then that's like never mentioned again. 
or something. And then there's like a false arrest where a guy has he's arrested for murder, even though he has an alibi standing right there. And I honestly don't remember the rest. But I do remember at the end, there's some serious uh, Sherlock Holmes versus uh, James Moriarty waterfall battle crap. Uh, (laughs) I just remember that the movie was just it was just like, I don't know. I think it's one of the worst. I mean, I think it's right up there with again. We all like pancakes. I'm not saying anything about the riff. I'm just talking about the movie. (laughs) I know sometimes it can sound that way because we're talking about riff tracks. But no, I'm actually talking about the movie. I just don't like this movie. Yeah. I think Giant from the Unknown is right up there with uh, uh, Hillbillies in a Haunted House as far as just, like, just bad. And, Oblivion? You know, Oblivion just <laughs> angers me. Oblivion just angers me on a, different, on a different kind of level. Oblivion is actually competent. I will give it that. And it has movie stars, and it has... It's kind of coherent. I mean, it's... Okay, look, Oblivion Oblivion is functional. I just uh, have a problem with a lot of the content of it. But Giant from the Unknown is just it's it's, it's just a mess. It's, don't, it's just this, it's just this horrible 50s mess. Don't forget uh as we mentioned in the last episode that this was originally a double feature with the uh, Rift Tracks presents release of She Demons. Oh, that's right. So if you're going to watch it, you really should just watch it back to back with the other one. Double feature goers in the 1950s, but you can see what they you see what they fell asleep to. Yeah, they had no idea what they were in for. Yeah, they were in for a nap is what they were in for. Up next, we're going to talk about this year's first Rift Tracks live show. Mm-hmm. And that was Octoman. Ah, Octoman. How I actually really like Octoman a lot. Honestly, it's um, well, I'll let you go first because I've kind of dominated. Well, yeah. And, and this one uh, we have talked about, but this was yeah, again, the first the first live show of the year. This is about a man in a very poor uh, rubber suit trying to save his little uh, rubber toy octopus babies from <laughs> some scientists and uh, a skeezy. I don't know who this guy is. I, if if he's just uh, like a sideshow guy or just a rodeo guy who's looking for a new attraction, I don't know. But he's very skeezy and he just wants to capture them and put them on display. And this has one of the longest crawling scenes ever. The longest crawling scene in cinema. I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine there ever. I mean, I'm just gonna call it. You know, I mean, like, I don't have any facts to back me up, but I don't think I need it. <laughs> I don't think I need them at this point. You know, like it is the longest crawling scene because it's we, we see him go and don't we see him go all the way back. And then we see all oh, the other doofuses come come out, you know, be like. And that was the thing. That was one of the biggest. That was like one of the biggest set pieces of the whole movie. <laughs> and, and of the Rift Tracks live feature was this crawling sequence. And then when the crawling sequence is over, it would be like, you think that. You think the danger's over if there was if there was any danger? Like, oh, oh no, I was in the camper. I was in the camper all along. Yes, like, yes, you came looking for me in the cave, but I was hiding in your place of of refuge. But yeah, this uh, this was released, and we have of course talked about it at length. It came with uh, the short of McGruff's drug alert, which is awesome. 
which is an amazing short. And of course we got the legend of Octoman song out of it, which is another amazing song from the Rift tones. Up next, we have June 7th release of another movie that Dave loved, The Power. Have you watched this one yet? No, I have not. You bastard. <laughs> oh, why am I the one that has to suffer? Because <laughs> you don't have a bunch of kids that you have to take everywhere. Uh, that That is true. That is very true. Yeah. So The Power is... You know, we've talked about this one on the podcast before. I think on episode two. Basically, it's in the 80s, before the fun aesthetic part of the 80s that Stranger Things is now ruining. Um, Yeah, I I know. I probably just made a lot of enemies there. But you see a lot of... There's just like... There's this expansive cast. You don't really know who anybody is. And there's this tiny little dull god that like kills people with electricity or some damn thing and it's just you know it's just a cluster f there is actually something uh some new information that came to our attention about this movie and a few other releases this year from Rift oh Rift. that's right you were telling me about yes. this i was blown away okay now you may have noticed was it did it start last year or the year before where they started the the releases from Multicom Entertainment Group, a.k.a. Meg. Yep, and, our good friends in Meg. It was 2017. And they have released so many movies that this company has the rights to, and I am so grateful for all of these releases because some of the titles that we got are some of the best ones that they've done. Uh, Ator, Day of the Animals, Grizzly, uh, Uninvited, all our South African ones are. Yes, I yeah. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice and The Power is one of these movies, uh, as well as uh, the next movie and hopefully a few more that we should be getting uh, at some point um, soon. Last year, last summer, uh, I stumbled upon their their catalog. Oh, uh, yeah, this thing is awesome. I mean, like, they, yeah. And I, it came up in, in a memory on Facebook or something, and that's, it came to light again. And I started looking through it and there are some movies that these guys have that, oh my gosh, I hope, 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 hope we get riffs of because I watched the trailer for a couple of these and they look amazing. What was that Uh, one we saw a couple of weeks ago? Um, It was, it was just terrible. Maybe I'm thinking about something. It it might not have been Meg. I might be confusing it with something extra or some crap like that. Oh God, no extra. That's something. Those movies are something different, and yes. uh, we might we might go into that in a future episode. Simply yeah. because of just a few things in that. But uh, there's a movie that they have called Murder Cycle. Oh, you were telling me about this. Yeah, let's talk yes. about that for a second. Yeah, about like, <laughs> some alien technology that it. Oh, the movie just looks bonkers. It is it is prime mid '90s direct to video film. Like, mm, I, I watched the trailer for it. I'll put the link to the trailer for that one uh, in the description for this this episode so you guys can know what we're talking about. There was also another one um, that they did 
and oh beautiful it looks beautiful it's called uh what is it lancelot the hero of time or something like that yeah let me actually bring up the thing so i have the the proper title for this but this movie looked extra extra terrible lancelot guardian of time from 1997 oh i can already tell from the year that it's gonna be awful yeah it's it's got uh john saxon in it what yeah and he's like a sorcerer who sends lancelot through time uh this lancelot played by mark singer wait 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 mark singer as in the beastmaster singer yeah no this is this is yes he mark singer beastmaster oh wow yes so mark singer playing a time traveling lancelot who does come, of course, to the present day because he fights a terrible CG dinosaur skeleton in a museum. So it's like so it's like Highlander and Merlin the Return. Yeah. But it's a it's a kids movie. It's rated T V P G. T T V P Oh that oh because that was yes, that was around the time when they started that ridiculous nonsense. <laughs> yeah, so this was like a direct uh direct to video uh nonsense that looks amazing and i really really hope that we get it soon um there are actually a couple movies listed in there i'm not going to get into it but um they have a they have a section of of some stuff that that uh kind of points at things in rift tracks future and uh yeah the, we the hope so anyway that, yeah that it should be are <laughs> going to be outstanding outstanding riffs but hopefully Lancelot, Guardian of Time, and Murder Cycle uh, are both included in there. That just sounds, I mean, those two just sound like great riff tracks. Uh, yeah. Uh, entries, honestly, <laughs> Murder Cycle. I know we don't normally talk about stuff that... That we want, know, we yeah. Want, uh, I mean, we I, shouldn't, I, but we are. I but, watched yeah. the show, and, and I won't be upset if it never happens, but yeah. I like to dream. I like to dream. As long as we get like a talking cat kind of stuff, I'll be fine. You know? Yes. Our next release was decidedly not on the same level of a talking cat. <laughs> Yesterday's yes. Target. Yesterday's Target, as they make a joke about in the riff. <sighs> Again, it's another one that we that we talked about uh, just a couple weeks ago here. If you want a more in-depth uh, look at this. Uh, at this movie you can go back a couple episodes and and listen to it so we don't have to drone on and on and on and on about the same stuff time and time again basically it's uh daniel baldwin in x-men without the x-men and uh malcolm mcdowell and lavar burton <laughs> is a uh clairvoyant detective yeah that's the movie yeah oh and it's all shot like in the freaking dark <laughs> Like, it's more in the dark than The Dark was. Uh, and that's which, saying, which, by the way, was another Meg movie. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, you you, you want to know why we didn't know these were Meg movies? It's because they put the Meg logo at the very end instead of at the beginning when they do. Yeah. So that's why we, we didn't know about it. I mean, that's like, they put them in at the end after we've all checked out. <laughs> so it's like, ah, we don't want anything. We don't want people to know that this was us. So... <laughs> Yeah, because the first few releases had the Meg actually at the very beginning of the video. Yeah, and and they and I think there was one. I, I have to have to go back and see which one. Where Kevin is like, 
like a Multicom Entertainment Group. We have an endless amount of movies, it seems. Yes, and they do have an endless amount of movies. That catalog is amazing, everybody. I mean, not mean to hop back to that, but <laughs> that catalog, if you can find the Meg catalog, just go in there and just look. Our next film, uh, the, the next release was uh, Rift Tracks presents Sherlock Holmes and the Deadly Nexus. The Deadly Nexus? No, Sherlock Holmes and the Deadly Necklace from the power duo of Bridget Nelson and Matthew J. Elliott. Yes. <laughs> we, when this came out, we, uh, like we said, we droned on and on and on and on about how awesome this thing was just for bringing together Bridget and, uh, and our, and our good friend, Matthew J. Elliott. Uh, for more on that, I believe it's episode three or four. It's gotta be like episode four, I think. It was a very big surprise, but it was a great surprise. It was like, you got a what? And uh, it was, uh, I'm going to stand by what I said, that it's a landmark Rift Tracks event. Uh, And that's not hyperbole, um, because it just just is, because Rift Tracks is, I know there's a lot of people who really kind of like focus just on Mike, Kevin, and Bill with, with Rift Tracks. Um, but Rift Tracks is more than just Mike, Kevin, and Bill at this point. And I think that the, particularly in 2018 and in 2019, last oh, couple yeah, of years, definitely. Uh, when Rift Tracks Presents has just really, really, really stepped up. Uh, Bridget and Mary Jo have stepped up a lot, and so have uh, Matthew and Ian. Um, but even going back to 2017, at the end of 2017, with the uh, Mega Riff, and they introduced our good friends Connor Lestoka and Sean Thompson, two Rift Tracks writers, got their own segment. I'm very surprised, by the way, that they have not gotten their own full-length riff yet. So, guys, if you're listening, get on it. WTF. Even a short. Yeah. Something, guys. I mean, you guys got chops. You proved it. Everybody else is stepping up. You, you, I mean, you already stepped up. All you got to do is keep going. I mean, you're already there. Yes, your time is now. Come and grasp it. Yeah, I mean, Rift Tracks Presents has been really, really stepping it up and bringing so much more to the game. And I think it's just awesome because it shows just how diverse Rift Tracks can be. I mean, Mike, Kevin, and Bill are always, always, always going to be the main attraction. Always. And yeah. they deserve to be, of course. I mean, they're the headliners. They're what they are what bringing people in to the show. I mean, they are Rift Tracks. But Rift Tracks Presents has been stepping it up and i think we need to acknowledge that uh as a huge thing for the company oh yeah some uh, of my some of my favorite releases in in recent years have been the rift tracks present stuff if you go back to episode four you'll hear me gas on and on and on or maybe not four maybe it was three where you hear me gas on and on and on about flight to mars and how it was how it's one of the best things rift tracks has ever done and I still stand by that. Flight to Mars is something that uh, Matthew Nian did. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, in this discussion about Rift Track Presents, we we would be remiss to leave out Cole Stratton and Jan Avardi, who also worked very, very hard. Um, and uh, it's been a little while since they had their own uh, full release. Yeah, but I, I think their last Cole one was Dreamscape. Yeah, that was in 2015. I've talked to Cole recently, and he said that um, they are planning to do another one. I mean, they're not Yay. done. They're not done. They're very busy, but they also do Night of the Shorts. Uh, but they're, you know, but they're still very, but 
Rift, so they're still obviously still very involved with Rift Tracks. So they're not, I wouldn't say they're inactive because they obviously have contributed quite a bit in the last few years. But, you know, it's, um, they're awesome. I mean, what else can I say? They're just great. We were, we were talking about everybody else, and I just think that it would, if we didn't talk about Cole and Janet, it would just be not, it would just be disingenuous of us to leave them out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just because they haven't had any recently doesn't yeah. mean and, that the stuff that they've already done, you know, we shouldn't yeah. talk about. At least any full length stuff. I mean, it's, you know, they're still very, very, they're still a huge part of Rift Tracks. And I'll be, the second that they have their next release, bam, I'm right there. Yep, and we will definitely be talking all about it during one of our episodes, whichever the the next one is after after that does get released. Yeah. Uh, our last release, man, we're going through this pretty quick, but that's because yeah. we've already talked about most of these. Our last release to talk about is 1990 Bronx Warriors. Yep. And we talked about this two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just right before we started our our look back. Um. So, you know. We enjoyed it. The movie is is prime Rift Tracks material. If you if you haven't watched it, you know check it out. It's really yeah. good. So, but um, yeah, I kind of said I kind of said my piece for 1990 Brock's Warriors in the previous one. I feel like I'd just be repeating myself. Yeah, at, at this point, at this point, we would be. But you know, we we have the time now, and we we've kind of been talking about uh, Meg a little bit. <laughs> so I'm, I I have the catalog up right now. I'm looking at it and I'm going through and I'm counting movies that they've done that have that have been in this. We've we've got Grizzly. Yep. Uh House on Sorority Row. Really? Yeah. Uh The Dark, Day of the Animals. Ooh, Meg has uh one of the Puppet Master movies and it's not Retro Puppet Master. Ooh. Ooh that would be interesting. Uh wait, Curse wait. They they have a Puppet Master movie, but it's not Retro Puppet Master, even though Rift Tracks did Retro Puppet Master. Yes. Uh, in the in the era of the Meg movies. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's farther down in the catalog. I, I'm not well, sure. Well, but this I mean, one is. Maybe uh, you should do your research a little better, Jeremy. Well, you know what, Dave? I'm doing this on the fly, so. <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, Curse of the Puppet Master, ah, uh, directed by one Mister David Decato. What? <laughs> Whoa, no way. No way. You made that up. Uh, I did not. So there's bound to be lots of uh, shirtless guys in that one. Oh, uh. no. Tell everybody who that is. Well, oh, let's my see. God. Where we start? Uh, he directed uh, The Journey Absolution. He directed uh, a ton of movies under the, what, the 1313 banner, if you will. Uh, that's mostly just a bunch of dudes running around without shirts on. And what else did he direct, Dave? Oh, uh, he 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 directed this 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 movie that you know no one had ever seen or heard of, called uh, <clears throat> A Talking Cat. Yes, one of one of our favorite all time releases from Rift Tracks. I can't believe that. That is interesting. Here's uh, Murder Cycle again, of course. Um, was that directed by David Decoe? <laughs> no, no, that was uh, Tom Calloway. Oh, okay. Uh, we also have Mutant. What? Uh, but, but hey, they own both Legend of Boggy Creek movies. Uh, here's The Power, which, of course, we just talked about. Uh, Wes Craven's Mind Ripper. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Uninvited, which yep. was mentioned earlier. Another movie from Graydon Clark that they have not done yet that I really hope they do without warning. That was one that was kind of his version of the Alien uh, and Predator movies kind of smooshed together. Now, ha- ha- have you seen that one? I have actually seen that one. So does it have all – I mean because the last one they did, Dark Future – it, it's a Graydon Clark movie, but it kind of like doesn't have all the Graydon Clark stuff. It's just it, yeah. it's, it's just kind of like a regular kind of bad movie kind of thing. Yeah, no, um, that, uh, without warning is definitely a Graydon Clark movie. Okay, cool, like, good, 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 good. Uh, it looks like they have the entire Graydon Clark catalog because here's Final Justice, which, uh, as you all know, they re-riffed um, a couple years ago. Yep, 2016. Uh, Star Games, of course, is on here. Of course, yep. Ma- a, yeah. a study in total madness, also <laughs> known as Star Games. Uh, there's Lancelot, Guardian of Time, which is one that I really hope they do. Uh, Berserker, Hell's Warrior. Mm-hmm. Oblivion, Oblivion 2. Yesterday's Target, Dark Future. There's a few other ones in here that look like they'd be right in line with uh, the little unicorn and sorcerer's apprentice called the last leprechaun <laughs> uh, which is another one that i hope that that we get to see um that sounds like a riff track movie though. yes the last leprechaun but it doesn't it kind of sound like a horror movie almost like you'd expect it's something. not no it's a family film I guess it's because from the well, well I, I guess we think it, it sounds like a horror movie because of the movie Leprechaun. Yes, it could yeah. be. Ator the Fighting Eagle, which is listed under animation and family for some reason. Say what? <laughs> I mean, he wants to get with his sister, so I guess it falls in her family. Uh, <laughs> Fairy King of R. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. underrated, I gotta say. I gotta say, I, 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 I don't think Fairy King gets... It's proper riff tracks do, honestly. No. I mean, I yeah, I, I I think in fact I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say that um, uh, underrated that that's gonna be my underrated pick of the week, the Fairy <laughs> King Bar. I know it was just released last year, so it's fairly new, and maybe a lot of people have seen it uh, who listen to this podcast. But if you haven't, Fairy King Bar is pretty solid. I think you'll really like. I actually think. I mean, well, no, Merlin the Return actually I think might be one of the is the best of the uh, South African movies, but Fairy yeah. King is pretty is is very close behind. So, <laughs> there was a movie that I watched for the first time last year in my yearly Halloween movie watching marathon thing that I do, and I just found it on this uh, catalog, and. It's not Haunted Ween, right? No. Oh my God, no. That okay. would be that would Haunted be... Ween. Okay, Haunted Ween. Google it. There, I said it. Okay. Uh, no, this movie's called Teenage Space Vampires. Shut up. It's not either. <laughs> it is so, and I, I actually own this movie on DVD. And why? Why do you own that? It was when I worked at a place, uh, a used game store, and we bought back DVDs and. So I got first pick of all these movies that came in and I got to buy them for like 50 cents a piece. Wow. And uh, yeah, Teenage Space Vampires is a definite uh, check next to the hopefully to be rift in the future because it is bonkers. Wow, it but sounds bonkers. 
there's there's just so much in here that they oh there's Angel's Revenge. I mean, yeah, getting back getting back to Graydon Clark for just a second. I watched this documentary. It used to be on Netflix. It isn't anymore. Uh, it's just I kind of sad. It's called Electric Boogaloo, and it was a document uh, documentary about the canon about canon films. Yes. Um, and uh, Graydon Clark is on it briefly, and you know who Menachem Golan is, right? Yes. Yes. Menachem Golan. For anybody who doesn't know, he um, he bought Canon Films and made it what it became to be. He was he 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 directed the Apple. Okay. So, so that tells you that tells you everything. Tells right everything there. you need to know about him. Uh, he made the deal for uh, Superman four. He made the deal for uh, he 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 also directed Over the Top. He directed Over the Top himself and uh, Masters of the Universe. So the, it's mostly about it's mostly about how Menachem Golan made all these terrible movies. And there are and, a bunch of them. Yeah. But the thing is, Graydon Clark is in this thing, and he has the audacity. Graydon Clark, now he's a nice guy. He's my friend on Facebook. He's got lots of cool, nice things. He's very pleasant to his fans and everything. But I, I, look, 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 dude, look, Graydon, I don't think you really don't have any uh, sway, any real, like, justice in uh like you don't have a place to be making fun of Menachem Golan. I gotta <laughs> say, if you put the Apple and Star Games right next to each other and you if you ask me which one is a better film, brrrp, the Apple. Okay? Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean like I, I, I like you, Graydon. I do. I mean and he's a member of the group. Yep. But you really don't don't be making fun of him. Menachem Golan guy. I mean, it's just it's just bad form. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know, they they say it, it takes one to know one. Yeah. So, a couple more movies that I just stumbled on. Uh, how about the brand new release, Killer Be Killed? That is actually I was going to save that for next week, but um, it's actually not. Oh, it is Killer Be Killed uh, because this is this is interesting. Um, the new release. Now, when I saw that it was um, Kill or Be Killed, and I recognized it as the pre-sequel, because it's not really a prequel. No, it, they actually yeah. released it, and the, the movie itself came out, came out before, before Kill and Kill Again. Kill and Kill Again. I kind of groaned a little bit. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's like, really? Because because Kill, or, because Kill and Kill Again, you know, I keep going on about charming movies and about, you know, like stuff that you can grasp onto and about how you got to have a good time with the movie itself. Kill and Kill Again, while certainly not a uh, bad riff or anything like that, it was definitely, it's definitely a forgettable movie. Like for yeah. me, it was, as far as movies, it's down there with like Yam Bao and uh, When a Stranger Calls Back. Oh, you mean and the movie two, where absolutely nothing happens? Yeah, and to a lesser extent, Pressure Point. <laughs> it's uh it's kind of like oh well there's just like there's just like nothing to it and i was kind of like oh, oh okay fine whatever but i put it on and there's all kinds of crazy shit happening in this movie and it's actually really fun and entertaining the first and one it, no yeah yeah the the one uh killer killer be killed the one the the new release the first movie the first, yeah the first one it has this toy castle as this forced perspective <laughs> toy castle in the desert it has 
Uh, it has them wind sailing in a car. What? It has, yeah, it has a Nazi karate tournament. It has, <laughs> it has a little person going around, uh, kind of like proto Tyrion Lannister, going around and re- in the uh, quote unquote American South and re- recruiting um, karate masters in the American South to go compete in a Nazi karate tournament for the Fuhrer who has been long dead in this big empty Roman Colosseum. There's just so much to like and love about this. It's great. It's well, awesome. And it's like, I just wasn't, I was just like, it's, now it's, I have yeah. to get this movie. No. Yeah. Get it, dude. It's great. But I yeah, mean, kill, kill or be killed and kill and kill again are both uh, Meg films also. But yeah, no, dude, dude, kill, kill or be killed is, is excellent. It is nice. an excellent, excellent. I mean, like, we, we were talking about this. It's like, is it talking cat level? Maybe. Wow, really? Like, well, I mean, like, it's definitely, I would definitely put it on the level of zombie, aka eat your skin. In fact, I'd put it above that. Wow. Because um, we, we talked about this when the release was announced on Friday, uh, because Dave and I were, were planning on if we had to if there was a movie that came out or a rift tracks release that was at the level of a talking cat something that we knew we absolutely had to talk about this week that we would that we would do it we would make room for it and right. now you're telling me you said on on friday like you know you're like eh, yeah it's definitely not definitely not the same level like you just kind of wrote it off immediately just based on on what it was related to but now you're yeah. telling me that it's actually really good. Yes, it's it's actually very excellent. Yes, um, in fact, I was just looking up. I have I I, I have my website, the Riff Wiki, up. I'll be like, what can I compare it to in terms of like of like quality? Um, well, not really a talking cat level, um, because that's just astronomical. A talking yeah. cat. I would have to say I would put this on the same level as Spiker. Wow. Yeah. I. I would do that. So you're saying that this is your, so far, your surprise release. The one yes. that just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, bam, it just like smacks you on the face. Yeah. Wow. Like that's, it, uh, that's high praise. Yeah, I, um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Man, if, if only I didn't have an extremely important job interview tomorrow, I might stay up and watch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be responsible and actually sleep. We'll just watch it tomorrow then. Oh yeah, I will. I know that'll be my way to de-stress after the insanely uh, insane amount of nervousness that I'm going to be going through tomorrow, all day. <laughs> That's gonna wrap up our look of 2019, yeah. our first half of 2019. Oh yeah. And a little bit, a little bit of uh, of a review there for uh, Kill or Be Killed. Yeah, Man, that's that sounds absolutely just insane. Yeah, and it's not really crazy. Yeah, but um, before we go, I have to tell everybody about this incredibly funny thing that happened uh, right as we started recording. <laughs> so we're setting up and we're getting ready to do uh, this bit where I have the TV on and Jeremy yells at me for it, right? That was a bit. I'm going to go ahead and pull the curtain back and say that that was a bit, right? Yeah. So um, I have The Force Awakens going. And I hear like, okay, three, two, one, and he does his entrance. And then all of a sudden I hear, and I'm confused because I think he's yelling at me. <laughs> and then I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what he's yelling? It's like, stop looking at me. 
And I'm like, what just happened? I'm being like, and then I just, then I realized that he's yelling at his wife. <laughs> not not could, really yelling at. Yeah, but, and uh, I just, you'll hear it. I yeah. just, I, I just totally lost it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, stop looking at me. Just like completely out of context, out of nowhere. You guys have to hear this. Yes. But anyway. Well, it'll it'll be put in uh, after after our, our little outro music at the end. So make sure you stay tuned. You'll get a little a little blooper there for your troubles. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for today's episode. Don't forget, coming up in just a few weeks here, we've got our third and final Rift Tracks Live Giant Spider Invasion. Unless um, you're like me and your movie theater completely screwed up this year there's a lot We're of that not going showing around. any of them a lot of that going around <sighs> but yeah that's uh august 15th the giant spider invasion rift tracks live i would be more excited about it if i could actually watch it i mean i'll, hey, be, able yeah. it. I'll be able to watch vod and i'm excited about that but it's hard for me to get yeah about the live show that uh, i'm not going to get to even see in theaters controversial opinion I miss the October and December shows, but that's just me. I do too. I, I like how we always got some weird like horror movie in October or, you know, like a classic. They did Night of the Living Dead and they did uh, Carnival of Souls. Mm-hmm. And those are both, you know, well, Night of the Living Dead is, is definitely more of a classic than Carnival of Souls, even though there are some people that seem to think Carnival of Souls is a good movie. I don't know who thinks that. It was filmed here, and it was filmed at the most god-awful, ugly place in the entire state that I hate. I mean, it's uh, it's not the fantastic soundtrack, that's for sure. It's a blight on my state. And the uh, <laughs> the Christmas shows. I love the Christmas shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got, we got the other version of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, for crying out loud. I miss them. I mean, I understand why they don't do them anymore, but uh, that doesn't mean I don't miss them. And, you know, that's a good thing that I do miss something great that they used to do. And maybe eventually they'll go back to doing it again. And I I don't blame them for not doing them right now. Um, You know, last year they did a lot of traveling because they went over to England. Yeah. Which is, though, every time I see that video of of Matthew J. Elliott of more or less hosting the event, like out in the lobby, I was just like, you bastards. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, it was, it was good to watch though. It was good to see that that happened. And I, you know, honestly, I hope something like that happens again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. It help, they, help build the uh, Rift Tracks brand. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm feeling right now. Um, my brain just kind of did that thing where it stops. <laughs> yeah. We all heard it. <laughs> that's going to do it again, uh, for this week's episode. I'm Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube at pbandawesome. You can follow the True Blue Riffcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. Hi, I'm Dave. You can find me at sugarraydodge.com. You can find me on Facebook at uh, just search for sugarraydodge.com or Charlie B. I wrestle locally as Charlie B. I dress up like a bee man. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll pop right up. Yep. Um, send me all your bee memes so I can annoy my promoter. I'm never going to not buzz when you say that you are a guy in a bee mask. Just so you know, yep. that's always <laughs> going to happen. 
We'll see you guys next week. See you later. Return to our regularly scheduled uh, riff cast. <laughs> see you later, everybody. the true blue riff cast the only riff cast that's that's dumb i get that's would you stop looking at me (laughs) (laughs) what just happened i i'm in a different spot uh because the washer (laughs) dryer and my wife is sitting and there's like a line of eyesight between us. Usually I'm back by myself. Stop looking at me! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>